0: Welcome to Business Coaching for Champions podcast, the show that helps you make more money through setting big goals that matter, gets you effective prospecting tips, teaches you how to close that perfect client and budget for success. Here's your host, Don Cunningham.
1: Hey, Chase, how are you doing today? Good, how are you doing, Don? I'm doing wonderful, thank you. I just wanna take a moment just to kind of introduce you because I want people to know who you are, and and what you do. Chase has been one of the most impressive young men that I've met in years. And Chase is, is a very committed, very disciplined young man. And he has a goal in place and he is bound and determined to achieve it. We've been working together for about 10 months. Is that right, Chase? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, good. And I always like it when he calls me sir. He's just yes sir, yes sir. yeah. You know he's just a very respectful young man, and he's single. Uh, just keep that in mind, okay? Now don't chase him down or anything because he is committed to his his goal, which may not include marriage at the beginning. So we'll 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 quit picking on you now, Chase. And let's just jump in. So tell me, you were playing baseball in high school, and you looked at it from a college standpoint. You jumped into college. You didn't play baseball, but you knew you were good. You've been told you were good, right? People told you Yeah, I had a
0: really successful summer leading into my freshman year college. I was batting over 600 and I was playing great defense in center field, but it was a little too late for the recruiting process. Usually it takes place like junior year in high school.
1: Right, right, right.
0: But my coach, my baseball coach was saying like, Hey, you know, I know a couple scouts with the New York Mets. And, you know, if you go down to Elon and play some ball down there, I can have one of my scouts come down and watch you play. And so that was really encouraging to hear that. Yeah. Um, So that was, that was a cool thing to go into college with that kind of in the back of my mind.
1: Yeah. So as many young people, do they break away from mom and dad and they go to college somewhere where they're you know they're they're on their own how would you ex- describe your college education because you didn't play baseball from what from what you've told me
0: yeah so i had a couple of injuries that derailed my pursuit of baseball okay um, okay and that all happened the freshman fall semester I had a fracture in my lower vertebrae. uh, So I was in a back brace for six months. And also had a torn labrum in my throwing shoulder. Uh, So I had surgery on that in the winter of my freshman year. Yeah. So when all that that was going on, (laughs) yeah, it was like, it was a lot to handle. You know, I was somebody who was just kind of loved the outdoors, was always playing sports. And so to be, kind of on the sidelines for a good amount of time was, was difficult. But at the same time I was in college, a lot of first experiences of being away from home and having that sense of freedom really kept, I guess, my happiness level really high. So the surgery and all the, the lack of sports um, was not as big of a deal as uh, it could have been.
1: Sure. Sure. We we, we all have uh, those, those, situations where we maybe someday down the road, you'll, you know, you'll go, okay, I wish I would have done that. But you know, for, for today, you're a pretty happy young man. And one of the reasons you're happy is because you've got your life kind of straightened out. You're focused on uh, you're focused on the Lord and you're focused on your golf game. So tell me what made you decide to, to change all of your thinking? What, what was the change in your life that moved you from being a happy person on alcohol and whatever (laughs) to turning your life around. And now you and I have a goal of, of, uh, going pro by late 2021. And, uh, I know you're excited about that. You hired me specifically for my golf talents. I, I know that for a fact. No, that's, that's, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Driving
0: at 300 yards down the fairway. I, I see you, Don.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. That's because I got a cart, not because I hit a ball. Um, anyway. So no, I, 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 guess I'm working for the most part, we're working with the emotional end of it. We're working on the uh, psycho and psycho balance of uh, the psych, I, but yeah, you're not a psycho. (laughs) We're we're working on the psychology end of it. And I think we've made some, some good progress in there. He does have an excellent golf coach right now. And he does have specialty coaches that he'll be seeing this, this winter and uh, early into the spring. So tell me what made you decide to work on going pro as a golfer Mm -hmm. from where you were before.
0: Yeah, it was, you know, I was working, I graduated college in 2014. And then I went into the working world, like a lot of people and worked for a small media company for about three years, my boss was actually my baseball coach from uh, summer ball. Uh, So that was really nice to be able to work for him. And, you know, it really just happens, you know, three years down the line after working. I just had this you know, revelation moment. Talking with my best friend Adam Shapiro, and the conversation helped me kind of align what my morals and true values were in life.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I realized that the job that I was working at was taking priority over everything. Right, um, right. And creating a financial stability in my future was everything. And that's not really who I am. And so I was kind of falling into that real easy deception that, you know, success that is defined in American terms of, you know, being financially stable. Right, right. But I think for me, I realized in that conversation with Adam was, you know, let's go pursue something that I love, you know, sports, golf, and money will come. It will follow something that you really are passionate about. Right. Um, so that was a really transformational conversation. And it also led to real pursuit of the Lord at the same time, because now I didn't have all these obligations from a boss. And I really can manage my own schedule with pursuing golf, but also setting up time to pursue the Lord at the same time. So it was a a real turning point in my life. Yeah, definitely. Just from knowing you over the last few months is And
1: that's why I gave you such a positive review as we entered the show is because that's who I believe you are. You know, you have put away childish things and now you're focused on adult things and not that you were a child, but that's kind of out of the, out of the word of the Lord. So, um, anyway, so you, you, you made some major decisions that night. And everything doesn't happen instantly. There's no no way that everything happens instantly in life. But you began to make the changes, and you decided that you were going to take up golf to the level that you wanted to go pro. Because I know you get paid a lot every year for these tournaments, don't you? Do you make a lot of money? Right? Zero. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. You guys want you and you and your partner won six hundred and fifty dollars, so you made three hundred twenty-five dollars.
0: yeah, those member guest tournaments, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So you decided to go pro and you pretty much have been very disciplined. You hired me about eight, nine, 10 months ago. Tell mm-hmm. me why you hired me. And and I'm not looking for any mushy stuff. I'm just looking for, really, why, why did you hire me? Because you have a very good professional golf coach.
0: Well, I, I realized that, you know, golf is a, big sport, that mental part of the game is a huge aspect of it. Yeah. And I realized that if, you know, if I really want to go pro, I need to kind of put all my eggs in one basket and get all the help that I really need, both the physical part, the emotional, spiritual, mm-hmm. um, all parts of my life. And so I thought, you know, when I was introduced to you through Danielle Claroni, You know, I really saw the spiritual side of you and through our conversation, initial conversation, and, you know, we pray together and that really helped me be um, very trustworthy of you. And so I was like, okay, Don is somebody who's, you know, pursuing the Lord and that's really important to me as well. And I see that as a, as something that we can always just use as our foundation, our relationship as we right. move forward as you, as my, my coach, uh, with golf. So that was definitely the the most important part, but yeah, just, I think, you know, the relationship has developed into a great friendship and it's something that I rely on once a week and, uh, it really keeps me disciplined as well. You know, like right. we're talking about goals, setting goals, you know, I sometimes if it's just left up to my own accord, you know, maybe I'm not as uh, disciplined about, you know, staying to those goals.
1: Yeah. Share with me some of the, uh, you know, we, we recap most of your tournaments and that's really what you've been playing. We don't, we don't necessarily recap your, your practicing. And, and by the way, right now you're practicing six days a week. And the only difference before uh, the end of October was, you were usually playing a tournament every week or it, it right. seemed like it was every week. And we'd recap those tournaments. Mm-hmm. So tell me, was that a valuable aspect? Because again, this is the mental aspect. We were able to kick things back and forth and um, you've actually taught me a lot about golf, <laughs> but I uh, is, it probably isn't applicable out there on the course today, but <laughs> at least, at least I could have an intelligent conversation on it. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's being able to recap and talk through, you know, kind of play by play of every tournament is really helpful because sometimes if you're just talking with friends or your family and let's say you didn't do very well, right? Uh, maybe you don't really want to get into the nitty-gritty of how your mindset was certain, during certain shots and after bad outcomes. And with you we're able to really just kind of get down to the, you know, the real issues of what, what, what happened, what went wrong, what went well, uh, right. what can we build on? And so that is just really helpful to see where let's, for example, if, uh, going into a certain shot and you slice it off the planet to the right. And then instead of not knowing exactly what happened, you know, being able to have that, awareness of your thoughts going into that moment right. and then being able to talk with you about it after the fact helps me just like bring light to the situation, light to that mindset, to those thoughts to be like, okay, um, maybe I was too fearful in that moment of pulling it left because I saw water there on the left side. right, right. And so all of a sudden I compensated and sliced it to the right. Right. Yeah. So being able to have that honesty within yourself about your thoughts pre-shot routine um, is really helpful because, you know, otherwise you just are out there and your thoughts have free reign over you. And that's never a good case for golf. So <laughs> you have a lot of time to think out there and you want your mind to be an asset to you, not to be a, a hinder.
1: Liability. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's interesting because you know that that 90% of my clients have been, realtors over the last 20 years. I've been coaching realtors. And one of the things that I found interesting with you is because one of the aspects, one of the very important aspects of, of my coaching with realtors is being able to track certain information because you can't change what you don't acknowledge. And one of the things that I thought was interesting is you were already doing that. You were you were tracking pots, you were tracking uh, chip shots, you were tracking drives, you know, and and so you had an awareness of that knowledge, not necessarily, did you know what to do with it? And, and yeah, I could usually tell when you're had, had a not so great game, (laughs) temperatures a little lower, so on and so forth. So anyway, uh, so it, it, I think it was good exercise for you to go into why this happened because Again, why the why of something, why why something happens is is extremely important. The why of goals is extremely important. It's one of the most important pieces to that puzzle. Matter of fact, you've heard me talk about smart goals: specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and and have a time component. The one thing they leave out is one of the most important things, and that's why do you want to do this? Why do you want to go there? Why is this important to you? So. Again, I've asked I've been asking you those questions along the way and we're really just getting into the actual goals, laying out a path for you to get to where you want to go by a certain specific time. But again, in that, I'm going I will be asking those why questions once we get this laid out a little more totally anyway. So you have impressed me in my coaching, I don't preach. Two people but i want to make it clear i'm not a christian company but i have uh, my core values are christian my core my goal in life is to be a, a great example for the lord my desires to hear when this is all over here is to hear well done good and faithful servant and so that requires some disciplines on my part, you know, my relationship with the Lord and so on and so forth. So before we uh, get too far more into this, I'd like you to take time and just just, just share what, how your relationship with the Lord has changed over the last year.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really starting to understand that the word of the Lord right. is essential. And by really, one of my goals have been really trying to listen to God and hear His voice. And what I'm starting to realize is that it's we have that right here in the Bible, right? So when we're reading His Word, we're He's talking to us. He's that is His language. That is all the words in the Bible are inspired by God. And so that's what I'm starting to realize and have that revelation is that you know a lot of these times in, in prayer, I'm, I'm Like, Lord, just help me figure out, like, what you want me to do in this life, in this day, in this conversation. And maybe I'm not hearing anything specifically, you know, audibly from the Lord. But too many times without saying it's coincidence, but I don't really believe in coincidences. Every time, like, I pull open this book and he speaks to me through his word, it's, uh, so amazing. And maybe it's something that's I'm dealing with exactly in that moment. Um, or it's, you know, I read something and then a few days later it hits me and I was like, Oh, I just read that, you know, a couple days ago. And so, yeah, I mean, the word of the Lord is, is really everything to me at this moment. And yeah, I can tell, and praying to, to God and, and just, you know, it doesn't mean I have to be you know, in this peaceful state to approach him, you know, he wants you to come exactly who you are, what you're experiencing, right? no matter what emotions you're going through. And he just wants to be there for you, you know? And, and so as you continue to go to him more and more, no matter what state you're in, your faith continues to build and your, your reliance on him grows. So I, I apply that to all areas of my life. Right. At this moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's
1: it's it it's interesting because again, you know, I'm just fortunate to to know you and have be able to have some of these conversations in our coaching. I'm not that fortunate all the time to have clients who uh, know the Lord, and uh, so I don't I don't bring it in. I don't try to bring it into our conversations. Uh, I I do in fairness I do look for openings, but uh, I'm not there. I'm I'm there to coach you on real estate for the most part. Um, but I also believe that this is in Matthew. He talks about, you know, what good does it do you if you can gain the whole world, but lose your soul? And uh, that verse plays heavily just about everywhere I go. And, and so my focus towards that is, uh, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to share because we share back and forth. And I hope you get some good stuff from me, and I get some good stuff from you. But one of the things I wanted just to, just to, just to remind the people who are listening to this is that God comes with lots of gifts. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. You know, the gift of the uh, you know the gift of eternal life. You know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understandings. You know, He gives us the ability to know what direction to go. He gives us salvation. Salvation is a gift that, once you accept it, it is yours. And that is the difference between suffering in hell and uh, living in the most awesome place you can ever imagine. I, I still, I, I still kind of, kind of shake when I think about it because I, I can't even imagine. And He's already told us. You know, you, you think one way, I think another way, and and so. You know, I think about, you know, there's not going to be COVID. There's not going to be lawyers. There's not going to be police. There's not going to be firemen. We're not going to need any of that stuff up there. And he gives that to us freely. Hmm. And he also gives us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a guide. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like it's that it's that gut feeling you have, especially when you're a Christian, it's a gut feeling you have that when you're about to do something and it's not right for you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) life looks pretty pretty grim at that particular place if you decide to go your own way right that's what that verse in proverbs 3 5 and 6 says i did want to i did want to ask you a couple of questions with regards to um when you look at your golf career oh you and i have talked about this before and one of the things that i've shared with you and 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 i think we're on the same page is, is that you are very likely to hit the epitome of success. Mm-hmm. And the, that epitome of success is being on television, it's being known by the world, so on and so forth. And as you get to that level, there are responsibilities that are required of you. And let's just put it this way, that life has a lot of temptations. It's, it's, mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to be broke than it is to be successful in this world, I think, because, you know, and I remember a period when I was selling real estate where everything was, uh, my goal was to have things, nice things. And this was about affluence, you know, in other words, uh, you know, I want this, I want that. I want to, you know, I live in the nicest house in the neighborhood. I drove nice cars. My kids went to private school. I, uh, we ate at nice restaurants. I shopped at Nordstrom's <laughs> from a whole family, which is crazy. But anyway, I did. And I can't tell you the costs that were associated with that, where God was once a forethought. Now he was more like an afterthought because I was too busy creating uh, wealth, and and so on and so forth. But I got to tell you today, and and after going through that period, the Lord did show me that there's something greater than affluence, and that is influence. And influence is, is a very big key in every one of our lives. And we all have some type of influence. It can be good, or it can be bad. It can be mediocre it can be out of this world you know i i know what it's like to have money i know what it's like not to have money and i would tell you honestly it it's 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 more enjoyable to have money if your priorities are correct mm-hmm. if your priorities are not correct then uh money is just a can be a very destructive force uh, you know i i people because I work with people and the kind of the benchmark for most realtors is increase in income. And we're talking about going from, you know, 50,000 to 75,000 as high as a million dollars a year. Typically the million dollar a year is what we call high, high D high dominant personality who, as they set their goals, you know, say they may set a $200,000 goal and they get close by, July or August, the next thing you know, is they're moving the goalpost and they're Mm -hmm. moving the goalpost. And because it's not about goals, it's about getting the most it's about being being the being the most getting the most. Uh, Whereas probably some of the more enjoyable clients get to 150 Mm -hmm. to $500,000, depending on how what what kind of a a life they have, what kind of a family life they have. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I've talked with you about and we've we've shared back and forth on is how important affluence is for you in, uh, in the world. And
0: Or influence.
1: Yeah, influence. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. I'm old. Anyway, influence is so important. And so when you look at, at uh, where you are today, it's important to have a plan have a plan. What am I going to do? Am I going to buy every toy in the world? Am I going to be distracted? You know, the the guy that goes out and buys a boat, uh, you know, he's a Christian, he goes to church regularly. Next thing you know, he buys a boat. Uh, You know, I'm spending a lot of money on this boat. I need to take advantage of it. So they're gone Friday, Saturday, Sunday out on the water. And, you know, I mean, it's understandable, but it's also kind of a, a short sightedness, you know? So, you know, being wise in the decisions that you make. There's nothing wrong with living in a very nice house uh, if you've got the wherewithal to pay for it without creating more stress in your life. Nothing wrong with driving a nice car. Nothing wrong. These are not sinful issues. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times people point to, you know, money is the root of all evil. Unfortunately, that's misquoted because it isn't money that's the root of all evil. It's the love of love of money love of money and that's where affluence was all about was the love of money whether it was actually the greenbacks or the credit cards or the things that they bought it was it was basically about money
0: yeah and i think about america and i love this country and amen i think the freedoms that we have in this country are so amazing uh, especially you know the freedom of speech the freedom of religion Um, Those are really important, you know, especially as myself and you as Christians, we're able to talk about our faith, uh, worship the Lord wherever we are. But I think the American dream of, you know, if you can just set your mind to it, you can accomplish everything that you want and you'll get all the money and the houses and whatever. Right. And I think that's attractive to to people for sure. But I think it's also an issue because then it's you're creating with when you're all so focused on wealth um, and the American dream, you are focusing on things that will define you as what success is, and it'll define kind of your security in those things as well. Um, And what we're starting to realize with uh, where our world is today with COVID and how people lose their jobs so quickly that Their identities are stripped away from what they do in terms of their job, and right. they don't really know who they are. Um, and so I think that's there's some obviously some wisdom to what Jesus says in terms of it's those that are wealthy, it's hard for them to enter the kingdom of heaven, right? Because I have the needle, I have the camel, or yeah, yeah, like camel through, through the back. <laughs> Exact right. scripture. But it's it makes sense because you're you're relying on all, on all these securities of material things and you're not relying on the Lord. Right. Right. And so you can still have wealth. But again, where is your love? Is your love in the wealth or is your love in God who's providing that for you? Because man, I've seen going over to Uganda and doing a ministry trip over there, I've seen more joy in. Uh, the Ugandan's eyes and in their faces than I do in wealthy towns Americans. and cities in America. And it's not because of wealth. It's because of the presence of the Lord and also a attitude of gratitude for what the Lord gives them just being able to not know where their food's going to come for, right. for them for that day. And the Lord provides, and that is such such a humble, place to be. And, um, so, you know, just going, looking at all the goals that we talk about with, with golf and, um, you know, that setting myself up for financial success. Uh, but that is not the number one goal. The number one goal is always to give the Lord the glory. Um, and yeah, if he blesses me, that's amazing. I'm going to utilize those gifts of blessing to be a blessing to other people.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I I think Tim Tebow is an amazing oh, uh, person too. that gives back to society and to the, yeah. the people that don't have a lot of things, uh whether it's the special needs children, um, right. that he does that amazing night where he does a prom for all of them. Oh yeah. Every year cool. and he go he travels around the world and does all these these proms for these kids.
1: Yeah, and his life was really squared up to be uh, a multi multi million dollar lifestyle. And uh, his focus is not about the money, it's about giving back. And, you know, I I shared with you earlier today about a a line that somebody told my uh, one of my one of my counselors, one of my coaches, if you will. And it's an email that she sends out, her husband committed suicide about ten years ago, and she actually works for the church. But right now, she is uh, she's just a, a very cool lady, and she has this this uh, saying on her emails, and and I, I actually asked permission to steal it from her.
0: Because, I saw it on your email today.
1: Yeah. Always, always be kind. Everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about, and that is so true. We just don't know where people are in their lives, and some of the things that we talked about with regards to COVID and people who are uh, have invested their their worth is what they do, their job, and we see alcoholism, we see divorce, drug addiction, we see that at a rapid rate, right now. And that's because they don't know what to do with the situation. And no matter what, the Lord is available to anyone, anytime. I mean, it is, and, and, you know, the statement that you made about being grateful, you know, I mean, it's something I try to live my life by, I fail a lot more than I, more than I do, but if but you know in baseball you know they they fail seven times out of ten, and they make good money so i I think I'm okay I'm just keep working on it. It's just to have an attitude of gratitude, be grateful, don't complain, those kinds of things, and really work on those things, and I think all of the same things,
0: yeah, and I think it's you know as you go deeper in your faith journey as a christians and really believing in the words of God, you know there's a verse. think it's in james that talks about you know consider it pure joy when troubles of any kind come your way right for when your faith is tested your endurance has a chance to grow so let it grow for your endurance will be perfect and complete needing nothing right and if you really believe in that and and look into that it's really helpful in those times where things are not going your way and you come to the Lord and be like, okay, Lord, I know you cause everything to work together for the good of those who love you. So I don't know what your plan is in this moment, whether you're dealing with sickness, whether you're dealing with financial issues, uh, death of a loved one or whatever it is, you don't see the clear picture, but you know that God is for you. Right. And this is, is you know, these hard times that we deal with in this life, the suffering and pain produces more of a, a reliance on the Lord, knowing that he is our strength and our weakness.
1: I think it's important to share this, and this is because you hear these things from non-Christians all the time. Why would God do this to me? And God doesn't do anything harmful to us. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is a whole different, whole different area of, of yeah. struggle. It comes from a guy called Satan, and that's where this comes from. God doesn't want you to suffer, but he allows you to suffer. He doesn't want you to not become a Christian, but he wants you to decide. So it's about will. It's about our decisions. God was gracious enough to give us an opportunity to say which one we want. And in life, that's really an important piece. So anyway, listen, we're going to wrap this up in in just a second here, but I do want to thank you for, what you bring to the table, how much you enhance my life. I'm very grateful to you. I talk about you often and it's all good. It's all good. I swear it's all good. (laughs) I don't, I don't swear, but it's, it's all good. I don't know where that word came from. Uh, Anyway, I just want to thank you for what, what uh, the audience got to hear from, from a 29 year old, 29 year old. Yeah, gonna be
0: thirty man. in January,
1: which is crazy. <laughs> what what day is it? January third. Oh, yeah, we're we're on the same month. Wrong day, nice. January fourteenth. I won't tell you how many times thirty has gone around in my life, but uh, <laughs> we'll just leave it right there. And uh, again, thank you, Chase. You know, to the real estate audience out there, I just want to say, look, you know, one of the things I do work on is balance and balance is important. Whether spiritual is part of your balance or not, that's certainly something I will respect. Bottom line is, is I love the Lord and I can't keep quiet, but I, I, I won't preach to you, I promise. Anyway, uh, thank you, Chase. God bless you, man. And I look forward to years of a
0: great relationship with yeah, you. Thanks for having me on here, I appreciate it. You bet, I I, I will get you back get you back here i got yeah sign up for a second one sounds good
1: all right buddy have a great week and uh enjoy your monday monday's monday is his day off so i just want to let you know that i'm encroaching on his day off but we had fun didn't we
0: yes we did i'm probably going to take a nice little nap on my day off
1: so (laughs) go for it go for it god
0: bless you young man talk to you later bye thanks Tom. Thank you for listening to Business Coaching for Champions with Don Cunningham. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so you don't miss another episode. Make sure to check the show notes for more information shared in today's show. Don would love to hear from you. Please send him a message at don.cunningham at fidelitycoaching.com.